Okay, so before I start, I uh, just want to say thank you for everyone who has been listening and supporting the channel. Um, obviously, the idea has been to, to try and meet people from around the world with different backgrounds, different religions, different cultures, different traditions, but all with a common um, you know, love for, for, for the Land Rover vehicles. Um, so what happened this morning is um, I went down to the coffee shop to have a cup of coffee next to the river and um, the vehicle uh, was kind of parked alongside um, the one side of the coffee shop and uh, there was a big family that passed through um, and some of the men kind of veered off towards the vehicle and some of them you know had a look under the vehicle some of them pointed to the cross members some of them uh, you know fiddled with the tires peeped uh, within the vehicle and um, I could hear one of the guys actually, you know, telling the story of how his dad taught him how to drive, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago in one of these. And uh, obviously, you know, th this happens so often um, where you see people, see, uh, you know, kind of uh, having flashbacks of their memories um, with, with one of these vehicles when they do pass it. So um, I actually found um, a few very short stories, they're literally just a few minutes a piece, of different individuals from um, around the world, um, some of them actually specifically South Africans and um, individuals from the UK, but um, who also had, um, you know, who also had an opportunity to, to either own the vehicle or drive the vehicle through Africa um, at some stage in their lives. So I thought I'll share these stories with you. And I'll also add the photos of uh, the vehicles and the owners themselves um, on Insta stories so that you can have an idea of uh, the vehicles that I'm talking about. So um, I'll add the, the pictures of the vehicles as I start um, uh, with the list. Um, so it'll be chronologically uh, ordered so it's easy to kind of follow. So um, again, Thanks so much, um, and I hope everyone have a beautiful weekend. Okay, so the first story is from Andy Lucas. Um, so you'll see it's a beautiful photo of him sitting on the roof of a uh, Series 3 109, and his friend Richard standing next to the vehicle fiddling with a camera uh, somewhere close to the equator in Uganda. So the story goes, I quote, I worked in Lesotho from 1981 to 1986 and then traveled back to the UK overlanding with a couple of friends. That's me sitting on the roof in the photo while my friend Richard is fiddling with his camera. The, uh, the Petrol Series 3 was manufactured in South Africa and converted and kitted out by us. It was able to carry 400 plus liters of fuel in extra tanks and jerry cans which we had calculated we would need to cross the Sahara. The trip took eight months and we traveled throughout South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Malawi, Burundi, Rwanda, Uganda, Kenya, Zahir, now obviously Congo, uh, Central African Republic, Sudan and Egypt. Unfortunately, the border between Sudan and Egypt was closed at the time, so we had to ship the Land Rover back to the UK from Port Sudan. We then got to uh, Egypt by boat up the Red Sea and then to the UK. We had to re, uh, register and MOT the Land Rover in the UK, but it was not manufactured uh, to EU standards and was set to fail. The guy felt sorry for us and passed it on on basis that it was going to Africa, which it did shortly after we sold it. 
I returned to Africa a year later and got married. My wife Ruth and I lived in Botswana for 10 years and owned several defenders which were uh, well used in the Kalahari and Okavango Delta. We returned to, U- to the UK in 1998 and live in the Cod- uh, Codwalds uh, while still visiting friends in Africa as much as possible. Sadly, they drive to Land Cruises now. I do still own a 1981 Series 3 short wheel base, which gets used mostly in the slow, uh, snow. Sadly, not so much in winter. Okay, so the next photo is from David Horson. Uh, it's a bunch of people on the roof, um, sitting on the roof of a Defender 90. Uh, their story goes, quote, We bought our Land Rover Defender secondhand in 1992 and has been part of our family for 14 years. This photo was taken in 1996 while on holiday with another family on the island of Colonsay. That day we drove over the strand to the neighboring island of Oronsay at low tide. On our return, it must uh, have been my forgotten to take account of British summertime, uh, that instead of sand, we were met with half a mile uh, stretch of sea. It wasn't deep, but my wife Susie, who was driving, couldn't see the track back because of the light reflecting off the water. We found the only way to travel was to have a child standing on the roof shouting directions. From that height, it was possible to see firm sand and avoid the deep bits. We made it to the Colonsay shoreline as the exhaust started gurgling underwater. That defender with a large roof deck on which I've painted a huge age in a circle was my third Land Rover. The first two were Series 1s. All three of them were thoroughly reliable and there was nothing digital that could go wrong. Okay, so the third uh, story is from Catriona Morrison. Uh, with a very nice photo of a gentleman trying to fix a half shaft. Um, It says somewhere in Rwanda, a broken half shaft. Uh, Also a four-door 109. So the story goes, uh, I quote, My husband robbed the, in uh, brackets, the young mechanic in the picture, and I bought an old London black taxi in uh, 1974. We converted it into a camper van and set off for South Africa from Scotland. At that time, lots of people were traveling the overland route to Australia, but not many attempted the African journey, which meant there was virtually no uh, information available. Our choice of vehicle meant we gained a certain celebrity status, but the poor old taxi was completely unsuitable. We had no idea how difficult the road conditions would be. Rob was amazing at keeping us going, and after six months, we limped into Cape Town. Rob uh, got a job as chief engineer on a salvage tug and the taxi ended her days on the docks becoming for a while a stop on the tourist bus route. We stayed in Cape Town for a year before deciding to go back to Scotland. Flying was pretty expensive in those days and we thought we could drive back and have another adventure for much the same cost. Having learned our lesson with the uh, trip south, we bought our Land Rover and she was brilliant. The trip back was a breeze by comparison. We had a couple of mechanical problems, the broken half shop which uh, Rob is repairing in the photo, a damaged rear diff which meant uh, we, he had to swap the front to the back and countless punches. Everything had to be fixed by the roadside, usually without access to water for cleaning up other than our drinking water. Even so, it was a dream run compared to the taxi. Our route was mainly determined by the political spats of the day and could change at short notice. 
Tanzania and Kenya fell out, uh, fell out and closed their borders just as we arrived there. We stupidly thought we could be able to talk our way through an infrequently used crossing behind Mount Kilimanjaro, but ended up under arrest and escorted back to the closest major town. They let us go after a day. Bureaucracy was rife and we spent much time and sometimes quite a bit of money arranging permits to travel. Our eventual route was through Namibia, Botswana, Zambia, Malawi, Tanzania, Kenya, Rwanda, Zaire, Central African Republic, Cameroon, Nigeria, Niger, Algeria, Morocco, Spain and home. We covered all types of terrain from deserts to jungles, mountains to plains. Traveling was generally safe apart from the major cities. Outside of the uh, towns, people were intensely curious. Driving through villages, all the kids would come out and run alongside us. And when we stopped, even when we thought it was the middle of nowhere, people would materialize out of thin air and sit in a circle around us for hours just watching. We have never been back to Africa and consider ourselves extremely fortunate to have been able to make the trip. It would be probably close to impossible to do it safely these days. We kept our Land Rover for, year, uh, for four years in Scotland before selling her when we immigrated to Australia. Since then, we've had a Range Rover and currently have a Discovery, but my heart will always be with the Defender. We quite often discuss the possibility of driving the Australia to UK route. Who knows? Okay, the next little story is a photo of a mother with her sons uh, posing in front of a little um, series one stuck somewhere in the marshland in uh, Tanzania. Um, this is from David Marsh. So the story goes, my father Bob Marsh was a priest and in charge of the Anglican church in the Tanzanian town of Arusha between 1953 and 1957. Once or twice a year we would go on safari and visit parishioners. This also provided opportunity to visit places in and around the area. We travelled in a Ford Anglia and climbing the various escarpments and hills to different craters is a separate story. Uh, on this occasion we stopped to visit the game warden of the Manyara National Park. He had just taken delivery of the Land Rover and was keen to show it off and take the family for a spin. He was somewhat embarrassed to get stuck. For rescue, he had to walk back to the park headquarters, avoiding a very large herd of buffalo and maybe lions and elephants. It was dark before he returned with the truck to rescue us. The photo was taken by my father and features my mother Elizabeth uh, with me being the boy with the camera and the other two are my younger brothers Paul and Colin. While, we'll, uh, while we're admiring classics, the clock sandals must surely get a mention. Okay, the next story is from Mark Bolton, who uh, in the picture you'll see a beautiful white Land Rover uh, long wheelbase uh, with two cheetahs sitting on top of the roof. So the, the, uh, the story goes, I quote, I worked in Kenya in the late 1960s, early 70s, training biology teachers at Kenyatta College. I started out as a teacher in the UK, where I had a Series 2 diesel for several years, which I used for outward bound work, mostly in North Wales. When no one was looking, I also trailed it with the Land Rover Owners Club and have a cup to prove it. The offer of a teaching job came up in Nairobi while I was work, uh, looking for a teacher's training college post in the UK. So we sold the house, used the profit to buy a long wheelbase Land Rover, upped sticks with the young family and headed for Kenya. The Series 2 long wheelbase took us to some pretty wild places in East Africa for four years. It was sold to the Nairobi National Museum when I left. 
During my time there, I regularly took students to the Nairobi National Park as many of them had never seen big game. I managed to find an old 1954 uh, uh, Series 1 when I returned to the UK and for many years the stowed horse boxes around the country. It is presently in, my, in pieces in my son-in-law's barn undergoing a major rebuild, hopefully to pristine original specifications. I wish I've kept it. And the last story is from Judy Jarvis. Uh, it's a beautiful photo split in four. So different photos of a little blue series um, uh, Land Rover. And her story goes as such. I quote, very soon after I started dating a South African dentist in 1979, he popped the question. No, not that one. <laughs> How would you like to drive through Africa? Quite a chat up line. I'm sure you will agree. We set off in the Land Rover that he owned since 1974. It was a huge decision on my part. On his, not so much. The planning and packing was a logistic nightmare. It was a long way from my native Essex, and I was totally seduced by the romanticism of the whole idea. The trip took several months driving the route outlined. It was of course totally amazing, and actually at times really, really hard. At one stage we had to drive 2,800 kilometers without being able to fill up with fuel. We had to carry it in jerry cans on the roof rack, which was dangerous, of course. We also had to skirt the war zone in Angola, uh, Uganda and avoid Zahir because they had closed the borders. We had planned to work when we arrived in Kenya. The dentist was quite confident uh, that it would be quite easy to pick up casual dentistry. In the event, surprising to both of us, we couldn't find any work. I, on the other hand, as a trained actress, picked up a job as a temporary leading lady in the English repertory company, the Donovan Mowell uh, Theatre Company. As to whether we are still together, the dentist's response today is only just. But astonishing to both of us, we have two adult daughters and a period of living in South Africa for nine years behind us. The Land Rover died in 1983. So that's it. That's seven very, very short stories uh, that makes for a very short episode. Um, but I hope um, it kind of motivates uh, you to get out there and have fun. It might be a trip through Africa, through Europe, or just a weekend away to your favorite campsite. Um, for me, it's always nice to, to hear um, stories and watch uh, see, or see photos of other people enjoying their Land Rovers. That's it. Till next week, take care.